This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. In a few moments, we're going to tell you about a very special resource called the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Book. This Bible study tool will help you fully trust the goodness of God and experience God's favor in every area of your life. Find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's message. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called Living an Anointed Life. God wants to fill you with his power, with his love, with his spirit, with his grace. You know the problem is? We all leak. You get filled, but you leak. And you can lose the passion and lose the power and lose the grace and lose your vision and lose your passion. Like a balloon that's been blown up for a birthday party and three days later it's losing it all and going flat over in the corner. And we leak. So you need a fresh filling of God's spirit on a regular basis. You cannot handle today's problems with yesterday's anointing. And you certainly can't handle the problems you're gonna have tomorrow and next week and next year with yesterday's anointing. You gotta stay in touch with God so that he's filling you constantly with his grace, with his love, with his power. You say, well, how do I do that? How, how do I stay filled? How, how, do I, how do I get a fresh anointing? Well, Hosea chapter 10 is one example. Verse 12, Hosea 10, 12 says this. So new seeds of righteousness. That's a metaphor, by the way, for prayer. And you'll reap the fruit of my love and break up your old hardened ground. He's talking about if you're a farmer, you got some, some ground out there that hadn't been plowed in years. It's gotten hard. It's gotten dry. It's gotten crusty. And maybe your heart has gotten cold and dry and crusty. And you don't feel the joy of the Lord anymore. And you don't feel close to God anymore. And you, your heart, heart is hard toward other people. And your heart is hard even maybe toward God. He says, you need to do a little plowing. You need to do a little spade work. Break up the, the hardened, the fallow ground, the hardened ground in your life. It's time to turn to me and seek the Lord. And then he says, I'll come and I'll shower new blessings. That's anointing. I'll shower new blessings on you. How does God turn hard ground into soft ground so something can sprout from it? He sends a storm. You got any storm going on in your life? God may be breaking up the dirt clods in your heart, the hardened soil that's gotten dry and barren and can't bear fruit of anything. Now in that passage, he says four things. He says, you want, you want my anointing? Because you gotta pray, sow, sow the seeds of righteousness. Spend some time talking to God. And he says, um, you need to break up the hardened ground. That's, that's humility and confession to God. I haven't been close to you. I haven't been connected to you like I used to be. Uh, he says, turn back to God, that's clear. He says, seek God, that's clear. And he says, as a result, I'll come and shower new blessing, new anointing on your life. How do you get God's anointing back in your life? 
or maybe for the very first time. The number one way you get it, listen. You ask. You ask. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. You do not have, James 4, 2. You do not have because you don't ask God. If you don't have God's power in your life, if you don't have God's blessing and anointing in your life, you're not waiting on God. He's waiting on you. You just haven't asked. When was the last time you asked God to make your career successful and then you said, I'll do it any way you tell me to do it? When was the last time you asked God to make your marriage or your relationships or your friendships successful and then you said, God, I'll do it any way you tell me to do it? Even if it doesn't make sense. When was the last time you said, God, my finances are so messed up, they suck, and I need you to bless my finances and I'm willing to do the way you tell me to do it? That is to break up the clods and to say, God, you have not because you asked not. I'm asking you right now. You see, God wants to bless your life in ways you have not even imagined. If God were to show you what he could have done with your life to this point, but hadn't been able to, you'd be sad. But if God were to show you what he could do with the rest of your life, however many years you've got left, would blow your mind. If you just say, God, I'm asking for your anointing. I want, you to, I want to do it your way. We're not waiting on God for a revival of our hearts. He's waiting on us. Psalm 84 verse 11 says this. Look up here on the screen. The Lord generously gives. By the way, God is the most generous person in the universe. And he teaches us to give because he's generous. The Lord generously gives us his favor. Favor is another word for anointing. It means his blessing, his favor, his grace, his anointing. The Lord generously gives us his favor. When you have the favor of God, you're a favorite. God says, she's my favorite. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt the favor of God on your life? I have. And there's nothing compared to it when you know God has shown favor on you. And you go, I'm a favorite of God. I'm a friend of God. I don't deserve it, but it's just God's grace. He says, the Lord generously gives us his favor and honor. God wants to affirm you. God wants to applaud you in front of other people. Favor and honor. No good thing will he withhold from those who live right. He said, there's nothing that's good for you that I'll hold back. Anything you could possibly think of that would be good for you, I'm gonna give it. It's all there, it's all yours. I, I looked up that word all, it means all. <laughs> no good thing will God hold back from you if you will just trust him and live in his anointing. Now, you might write this down, that when God anoints your business, it brings success. When God anoints your business, it brings success. I could give you a hundred examples out of the Bible of this, but let me just give you one. Genesis 39 verse two talks about Joseph, who was a businessman. And it says, because the Lord was with Joseph, that phrase, was with Joseph, he is under the anointing and blessing of God. It says, he was greatly blessed, so that 
everything he did succeeded. You might underline that. Everything he did succeeded. Now let me ask you, how many of you would like that to be true in your career, that every single thing you did succeeded? Can I see your hands? Okay, oh, some of you don't want that? Let me try that again. How many of you would like to be known that everything you did in life succeeded? Yeah, that ought to be unanimous. And where does that come from? It comes from the anointing of God. Let me close in just the last two minutes about the second area, and that's your body. You might write this down. When God anoints your body, it brings health. It brings health. In, in your body, over and over again. Anointing for healing is one of the most common practices in the entire Bible. Uh, not only did Jesus do it everywhere he went, he modeled it for us, um, he authorized his followers to do the same, to anoint with oil as a symbol of God's anointing and to pray the prayer of faith for people who are sick. Jesus did it. The Bible tells us Jesus went into every village and town preaching, teaching, and healing. One third of his ministry was health care, helping people. He cares not just about your soul going to heaven. He cares about your mind, education, and he cares about your body, your health. Um, and Jesus, as I said, not only modeled anointing with oil as a symbol of God's blessing, but he actually taught the disciples and commanded us to do so also. Look here on the screen. The Bible says in Mark 6, 13, that his followers, the disciples, anointed with oil those who were sick and people were healed. Now, I, I need to explain to you very quickly, there are three kinds of healing, three kinds of, excuse me, three kinds of illnesses. Um, now, there are a lot of illness in the world that's simply because we make bad choices. If I eat wrong, I don't exercise, I don't take care of my body, I'm gonna reap what I sow. If I get sick, uh, I have too much sugar and I get diabetes or whatever, that's my fault. And a lot, of the, a lot of the illnesses we bring on ourselves from not enough rest, too much stress, not eating right, exercise, things like that. But the Bible talks about three kinds of illnesses. The first is for learning. God allows illness to teach us things that we would never learn any other way. And so some illness actually is allowed in our lives by God when God wants to teach us something. And one of the many verses on this is Psalm 119, verse 71. Psalm 119, verse 71 here on the screen says this. It was good for me to be afflicted so I could learn your truth. Okay, here's a true confession time. How many of you have learned some things in life through pain? Can I see your hands? Yeah, that's 100% of us. In fact, some things we only learn through pain. And David, who wrote the Lord is my shepherd, said, it was good for me to be afflicted that I might learn your statutes. I've learned a lot of things through illnesses in my life. So sometimes God allows an illness for learning, okay? The second way, reason for illness is actually for death. You say, well, that's not a very positive one. Well, here's the, what I'm saying. If every illness you had was healed, you'd never go to heaven and neither would anybody else. So there is a sickness unto death and the purpose is to end your life here so you can go on to the real life in the ever after. Uh, you will only get the sickness unto death one time in your life. Does that make sense? Okay, you're, you're not gonna get it over and over and over. The, the sickness on, if you get well, it wasn't the sickness unto death. 
Okay. But there is an illness that every one of us will get. Otherwise, we'd all stay on earth. Thank God I don't have to stay on earth for eternity. Where there's so- suffering, sorrow, sickness, sadness, stress, rape, wars, violence, racial prejudice, you know, uh, uh, all of the different isms in the world that put people down. Uh, thank God we don't have to stay here. So there is a sickness unto death when God says, it's time for you to come be with me. And then there's a third kind, sickness for learning, sickness for death, and sickness for bringing glory to God. Bringing glory to God. Jesus talked about this third kind of uh, illness or sickness in John chapter 11. He says it in verse four. John eleven four, 4, Jesus says this. Uh, they brought a sick man to Jesus and he said, now the purpose of his illness is not for death. That's the second kind, sickness unto death. Instead, the purpose of this illness is so that God will receive glory from this situation. You say, how in the world can God get glory from my sickness, from my illness? Well, there's two different ways. One is you get healed, and and there's a miracle, and there's a testimony of God's healing power. The other way God can get glory is you're not healed, but you, with strong moral character and commitment and faith, stay true to Christ in spite of all your pain. If you know anything about Christian history, the greatest saints of all times were the ones who endured basically chronic pain throughout their entire lives. It shaped their character in such a way that they were far deeper than the shallow people who never had much pain in their life. So God can get glory in your illness either way, through a miraculous healing, and who cares if he does it through medicine or a miracle? I don't care. Uh, They're both healings of God. And the other way is If you're not healed, but you stay true to God and you let that suffering deepen you, build your character, grow your soul, develop your dependence on God, become a woman of depth, become a man of character, that brings glory to God too. Now we know that when we pray for people, not everybody gets healed, not everybody I've prayed for gets healed. Why? I don't know. When I get to heaven, we'll know. That's in God's book. We know that God determines when people get healed, he determines how people get healed, and he determines where people get there. His job is to figure out the when, where, and how, and God has all of eternity to answer his promises. But my job and your job is to do what he commanded us to do. And over and over in scripture, we're commanded to pray for each other. And we're commanded to pray for each other's healings. And the Bible tells us in James chapter 5, verse 14 to 16, that we are to pray for each other and anoint each other with oil as a symbol of God's anointing. James 5:14 says this: If you're sick, if you're sick, ask your church leaders to pray for you, literally elders, ask your church leaders to pray for you and anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, there's nothing magical or mystical about the oil. There's nothing supernatural, nothing uh, properties that make it. It's just oil. It's olive oil. But it is the faith. Anoint with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer that is offered in faith will bring healing. Notice, not the oil, but the prayer in faith will bring healing, and the Lord will restore your health. He says, and pray for each other so that you will be healed. The prayer of a godly person is powerful and effective. Heavenly Father, it's amazing that many people will be within inches of a miracle and will walk away from it out of fear. I pray nobody 
will leave here missing out on an opportunity to receive your anointing, your blessing, your power, whether it's in their business or in their body, whether it's in their family or their finances, wherever they need, you know what that needs is, and you are a healing God, whether physical, relational, financial, mental, emotional, or any other area. And you've brought us to this moment. The question is, will we trust you to do what you told us to do? Lord, it's all in your hands. We're just going to do what you tell us to do as an evidence of trust. And I ask your blessing on every person in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And everybody said, amen. God bless you, everybody. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's Pastor Rick with two R's in the middle, dot com. Be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, is God always good? What about during times of pain and suffering? Even during difficult times, God wants to comfort you. He wants you to rest in His promises. That's why Pastor Rick created the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Bible Study Book. In this one-of-a-kind spiritual growth tool, you'll dig deep into Psalm 23, experiencing God's unrelenting love for you and discovering why this passage can become the foundation for your faith. You'll learn to trust the goodness of God in every area of your life. Throughout this study, Pastor Rick will show you how to revolutionize your life and your relationships. Rest and recharge your body and mind. Create a habit of worship instead of worry. Practice loving God and others well. Use your time for the things that matter most and stop comparing and start being content. As you go through this guided experience, you'll practice meditating on God's Word and as you do, your focus will shift from your fears to your Father and you'll move from feeling overwhelmed to overflowing. The Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Bible Study has a vegan leather cover and is packed with 288 pages full of scripture, Bible teaching, exercises, inspiring photos, and artwork. This spiritual growth resource is yours today when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the Word of God to people around the world. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing resource. Or you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. You know, I love hearing from Daily Hope listeners like you, and here's one note that I got from Raymond in New York. Dear Pastor Rick, I'd like you to know how much I appreciate the Daily Hope broadcast, the nuggets that I get I share with my lunch group at work, and my family benefits as well because at dinner time, my wife and my son hear the nugget that I learned during the day, and we discuss it. It's awesome. 
Well, let me just say this. Raymond, thanks for writing me, and thanks for sharing your story. You encouraged me just now. I'm happy to hear that you're sharing daily hope with your coworkers and with your family. If God has used this broadcast in your life, would you let me know about it? I love you, and I thank God for you. And join me next time as we continue to look into God's Word for our daily hope. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.